I have a phrase that I call Supergirl syndrome. And this is the messaging that the world tells you that you need to be able to do it all, do it all well, do it all at the same time. They tell you, yes, you can be this amazing mother. Yes, you can build this empire. Yes, you can be an incredible wife and an incredible pickleball player. Go for it. Well, that's a lie. Welcome to Deals with Heels, where female entrepreneurs thrive. I'm Deborah, And I'm Christina. And we are your hosts. Welcome to our 16th episode, which launches our episode called The Time Key. Today's episode is about time management, and we have our first ever online guest. And her name is Jacqueline Joey Flesner. She owns the Etiquette Network, the Professional Moms Network, of which I'm a member, and... Uh, the Gloss Loft, which is an online community for female entrepreneurs that Christina and I are both members of. Welcome, Joey. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. Hey, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate the invitation. Yes. I went, uh, and it's our New Year's episode. Yes. New Year's Eve is this weekend. And so happy New Year, everyone. I think it's very apropos for us to have time management on New Year's because I think a lot of people start the new year with the, I'm going to get my stuff together and I'm going to have, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be planned out. And so I think this will be a good episode to talk about that. And um, I'm excited to pick Joey's brain. She has a lot of experience dealing with thousands of female entrepreneurs basically at this point. What is your, you have one network that's really huge, right? Much bigger than the others. Well, so Professional Moms Network is our in-person initiative. So just like the two of you attend luncheons there in our Oklahoma market, we host luncheons about 40 a month, come or, you know, give or take, depending on which markets are active at which time. And that is where women gather together to support one another around the dining table. And then Gloss Loft is an acronym for Grow, Link with Others, Share and Shine. And that is strictly a virtual community. And we host upwards of 10, 10 to 15 virtual Zoom meetups every month there. So Professional Moms is really the hub. And then Gloss Loft was created out of a desire to get those women in all of our professional moms markets together online. That is awesome. I mean, how long have you been doing this? Like, it's it's truly incredible to see all the growth and what professional moms, it's one of the f- first groups that I did do when I started my business was the one in Yukon. So it was really I nice. I the Yukon group. Those yes. ladies are awesome. Yes. <laughs> so um, how long have you been in this? What made you decide to get into doing this? Well, like anything else, it was really organically filling a need. And so back in 2011, I had just uh, lost a six-figure income literally overnight in the network marketing space. My company closed its doors with three days notice. And so at that time, I decided to create my own corporation. That's where the Etiquette Network was founded. That was back in 2011. And 
at the time I had two young kiddos. My littles were still in elementary school. And what I found that your traditional networking groups were not really a fit for women who were also trying to put family first because they meet every Tuesday morning, as an example, at 7.30 a.m. and you have to be there week in and week out. If you have a sick kid and you're absent from your group, you get a demerit of sorts. If you miss too many, they kick you out. Uh, There were just many things about traditional networking groups that were not a fit for me in that season of my life. And so after about 18 months of trying to promote my business through those mediums, I decided to pick up the phone, call about 15 ladies to say, hey, I don't know if you're currently in in a group, but I would love to host a luncheon at a local hotel. Come, let's meet. Let's talk about what's going on in your business, how we can support you. And after that first luncheon of being together for about two hours, everyone loved it so much that they just decided, hey, let's, let's do this again. That was in February of 2013. And from there, we had a couple of ladies that were driving about 45 minutes away. And they said, hey, we'd love for you to help us launch one of these in our town. And so we launched a second chapter. I began posting about it on social media, realizing it seems like there's a need here that women want to get together in the middle of the day when their children are at school. And so at that point, we gave it a name. We called it Professional Moms. We're welcome. We welcome all women, certainly. Um, we like to say we welcome moms of littles, moms of bigs, grandmoms, godmoms, pet moms, plant moms, and anyone who wants to do business with moms. But we attached that name to it because it seemed like moms were sort of getting left behind. And there were so many of us that wanted to put our families first, but also wanted to find creative ways to use our gifts and talents in the business world. And so when I began posting about it on social media, a friend from college. Colorado reached out and said, I want to launch one here. And really it just has very organically grown that way to where we've had 43 chapters, as I mentioned, around the United States. And we just celebrated our 10th year anniversary in February of this year. So we're heading on to year 11 for a long answer to your short question of how long have I been doing this? (laughs) Well, what I really love about it, and it really ties into our topic today, is how you've really used what you knew women needed as far as time management and organized your business around that, making it so convenient for them to be able to do all of the different things. That's really impressive to have that in mind and to really be able to tailor it to where it works for so many of us. All five of my human children are grown, but I've definitely lived that where I didn't have time for everything because I was running like crazy with all the time to get everything done. So I really love how you were able to put that together and be so intuitive to what you needed and what other other professional moms really need to and women. We we have a lot of stuff that falls onto us mm-hmm. and uh We feel responsible to get the household going, for cooking all the meals, for the majority of the childcare, and then we want to have our careers too. So it's a a really beneficial thing. I've gotten lots of business from professional moms. And so um, if you're interested, we'll have uh, links to all of the stuff um, in the show notes. What do you use when you 
what skills and tricks do you have to keep yourself on schedule? Because I'll be honest, I have boundaries for my schedule that I've set, you know, so on this day, I'm only doing this, or I only have the morning available for these appointments. Man, I have a hard time doing it. If I have somebody that wants to meet and I on a day that I wouldn't normally, I'll just do it. I don't, I can't help myself, I guess. But what tips do you have for somebody that's struggling like that? Yeah, that's a great question. And really the answer is very simple. It comes down to two things. It comes down to time blocking and it comes down to self-discipline, which means you're respecting other people in their schedule. So the problem that I see with most of the women that I work with includes those two things. Either one, they're not great time blockers, meaning they don't write down every 15 minute block of time and what its job is. And secondly, they allow something to come up to overlap a commitment they've already made. And if you've got it written down, so if I were to show you my Google Calendar as an example, which is what I use, I use a combination of Calendly and Google Calendar. If you were to take a look at that, and and many people, um, even just girlfriends that I meet, they'll say, hey, when can we go to lunch? And I show them my calendar and they're like blown away at how much it looks like it's filled. But that is the key to being highly organized. And so what that allows me to do is take a quick look at it to say, say, yes, I'm available during this time or no, I'm not. And I'm very protected of that. If I've made a commitment to you to be on this podcast today at 3 p.m., I have that blocked on my calendar and I'm absolutely protecting it, respecting it and not letting anything get blocked on top of it. And so I think that's what I find with so many women. Let me give you an example. I had an appointment today with a lady. It was scheduled at two o'clock, 2.10 rolled around. I had not heard from her. I reached out to her to say, hey, we were supposed to meet today at two, wanting to check to see if that's still a good time. And she sent me a note back and said, oh, sorry, I ended up having another client need me really quickly. Well, twofold. We're 10 minutes past our meetup time and she hasn't even reached out to me to say, hey, something else has come up. So that's not a great example of professionalism. And then number two, if she would have looked at her calendar, she would have seen that she already had a commitment to me and she could have just said to their client, hey, I need to push you an hour later or two hours later, or maybe at least reach out to me to say, look, this is a really high priority. Can I move your time? She didn't do either of those. And so what happens is it ends up impacting her level of professionalism. It frustrates me as someone who's meeting with her. And really, it probably deep down frustrates her because now she feels a little uneasy about having let me down or having to say no to her client, depending on which path she took. So really, it comes down to, like I said, making sure that you're time blocking it and then protecting it and respecting it. And I find that Many women, I think we're a little worse than men at it, if I had to say, will go do something else on a whim instead of respecting the time that we've created to do X, Y, or Z. I will say I'm good at honoring appointments with someone. It's my own workflow time Mm. where I'm working on client work. And so I'm sitting here thinking as she's talking, my wheels are moving like, ooh, that'll be good for me. I'm if I dedicate that time as working on a specific customer's stuff, 
rather than just this is when I'm working on creative for the next month. Now it's harder for me if I put it in my planner like that, it's harder for me to say, oh, I don't need to work on this customer's ads. That I, It's easier for me to honor that than honor my own time. I know that seems ridiculous. Sure. Well, that's that, that's that self-discipline piece, Deborah. right? It's committing two hours to do content creation. And that has to include being very diligent about turning off your phone, throwing it in the other room so that the pings aren't distracting you so that you can bang out that content creation that you committed to do. And instead, what happens is the phone rings, we take a phone call, that leads us down the rabbit hole of, oh, I need to go grab this in the bedroom. And on the way to the bedroom, we pass the laundry room and the clothes need to go from the washer to the dryer and and on and on. And before we're done, we've now wasted 45 minutes of that content creation time. And we're like, why am I not getting things done? Well, I wasn't self-disciplined enough. I allowed one interruption to take me down this path of 14 other interruptions. And at the end of the day, I'm left feeling non-productive. So a lot of that, again, comes down to self-discipline, telling your time, what's it going to be used for today and letting the distractions be limited. That works for me. I do put my phone on airplane mode and set a timer. So nothing disturbs me on it. And that does help me. Uh, I'll shut it off and keep working, though, and not honor my self-care to get up and take care of myself. But it does help me to be uninterrupted. I think those are great tips. Well, with it being the new year and, you know, this is part of my program of getting your shit together is time. Um, It's important to me. I'm really working on intentionality Mm -hmm. and making sure the actions are there, you know, like on my way home from the holidays, I really wrote down like how I wanted my business time to look like, how I wanted my podcast time to look like and family time. So that way those are non-negotiables, non-boundaries that I want to be doing. So it's all about taking that intentional action and intentionality is definitely going to be my word this year for sure. And I, I did get Calendy, so I'm going to, my virtual assistant's going to help me set all of that up with, you know, these are the times available for this kind of an appointment. So I'm, I'm uh, influenced. Uh, hopefully it will. <laughs> uh, Once you get it all straightened out, it's, it really works a lot better. I'm sure it does. <laughs> I mean, I do pretty well, but I, it's my own personal work time to work on projects that. I struggle with the most, as you know, and it will help me. Her idea of, you know, the having your client. So if I say I'm doing content creation for this client, then it's harder for me to do something else in that space because that's that client's time. Mm-hmm. And that is important to me, much more so than thinking it's Deborah's time even though it shouldn't be, Deborah's time should be just as important. But. Well, you have to block time for yourself too, Deborah. So you may be taking a look at that to see, are you really blocking in margin? Are you time blocking self-care? Anyone that knows me well knows I'm an avid pickleball player. I play seven days a week and that is part of my self-care. It's part of my social life. It's it, part of my exercise. It fulfills a lot of things for me. If you look at my calendar, it is time blocked 
blocked on there every day. So I can look and say, look, I already did two and a half hours of something I really enjoy doing. It was good for my health. It was good for my spirit. It was good for my soul. It was good for my social life. Now I need to dig in and focus on these work tasks that I need to do. So even time blocking your self-care becomes highly important so that you can then also take a look and see how many hours a week are you spending on those things and are they in line with your priorities? I love how you found something that kind of takes care of all of it for you. You know, with it, I love that because for me, I meditate, but that doesn't get the other things in it also. And so I've seen a lot of people playing pickleball and I've seen stuff on your Facebook page about you playing it too. So I, I might have to... They have courts everywhere these days. Oh, yes, yes. My neighbors play too. So um, I also, I am uh, really focused personally on women's issues in general. And you have people from all over the country and, and, and consult on so many different things that, and we already kind of touched on how much women struggle in today's society. What issue do you think, female entrepreneurs are really going to have to wrangle with in 2024? More in general, not necessarily time related or what, what are we women going to be struggling with in 2024? Our biggest challenge, do you think? Really good question. I have a phrase that I call Supergirl syndrome. And this is the messaging that the world tells you that you need to be able to do it all, do it all well, do it all at the same time. They tell you, yes, you can be this amazing mother. Yes, you can build this empire. Yes, you can be an incredible wife and an incredible pickleball player. Go for it. Well, that's a lie. And the lie is, yes, you can be and do all of those things, but not all well and at the same time. Because speaking of time, we're limited 24 hours in a day. That doesn't change for any of us. And so we're buying into this supergirl syndrome that I have to work eight hours and then get a meal on the table, find time to invest in my children who I say are my number one priority, but I'm only getting two hours of eyeball time with them. And then I'm working on the phone when they're at the dinner table or instead of, you know, spending time in the evening putting them to bed or, you know, watching a movie with them. If they're a little bit older, we let our older kids run off to their bedroom as soon as they get home and get on their devices. And so we say one thing, we say we're family first, that that's our highest priority, but our time really doesn't show that. And I think that comes down to Supergirl syndrome, telling us that we have to have it all, be it all, and do it all at exactly the same time, rather than saying there are seasons in life. There are seasons in life when I need to be a mom first. There are seasons in life when I need to work on my marriage. And there are seasons in life when I get to go hardcore and build a business. I'm an empty nester for two years now. My oldest son is 23. He graduated from college and is in the commercial real estate market. And then my sweet little daughter is a junior in college and she's doing her own thing as well. But having them out of the house has opened up a different time management schedule. I have a lot more time that I can focus on building my businesses now. 
I didn't get to do that when they were at home because I wanted them to be the top priority. I picked them up from school. I did the carpooling, not because I couldn't hire it out, but because that was the meaningful time when I could craft our family values into their lives. And so if I would have bought into this premise that the world tells you that I could build this massive business and raise healthy children all at the same time, it would corrupt me in a sense because I would always feel like I was falling short falling short as a mom, falling short as a business owner. And so I think the biggest challenge still remains us looking at what really our priorities are and making sure that we are focused on those, that we have clarity on where we want to spend our time and our energy. And we don't have to do it all and be it all at the same time. So if I had to pick one, I think there are a lot of challenges that we face, but the one is knowing that there are seasons for certain things and that we need to make sure that what we say our priorities are align with how our time is spent. That is awesome. And I am very guilty of uh, super girl syndrome. Um, and I too am an, have an empty nest. My, I just had a conversation similar to that with my oldest daughter who just turned 30 and she is in her medical residency. She's a doctor, but she just had my first grandbaby who's four Mm -hmm. months old. And when she went back to work, which she didn't get a lot of time off, she just started working there, started her residency. And she was just emotional and overwhelmed. And she called me and she goes, I'm just not, I miss my baby and I'm also driven being a doctor. She's worked really hard to get that career. I just feel like I'm not doing any, either one of them great. And, you know, my advice was, I'm sure you're probably not doing either one of them great, but I'm also sure you're doing both of them good. But she has such high expectations of ourself. I'm, I, I'm sure she gets that from me. But uh, such great tips to have that accountability uh, and the understanding that we can't do everything all the time. Well, then that's what I've been working on a lot. Um, You know, I completely turn my life upside down. I have a 17 year old and then I have a four and a two year old. And so, okay, it's okay. (laughs) But it's one that I got life's golden ticket again. And I get to do it my way. And I never understood the power of show me your calendar and I will show you what you're. And I get that now because when I have the organization within my calendar and my time management, and I am putting my children before anything. She will tell you, I'll just flat out not answer just because (laughs) it's my time with my kids. And I missed a lot of that with my 17 year old. Um, I was corporate America, corporate America. And it was, we didn't need for money, but we needed for love. If that makes sense, you know, and we shouldn't have to choose. No, should not have to choose between career and family and well, but you say that, why? I think that's that's one of those those catchphrases. So dig a little bit deeper into that, Deborah, right? If I may. Why shouldn't we have to choose? Well, I don't know. I guess because we should be able to do both 
Who says? According to what? Who says we should be able to do it all and do it both? Well, I, I think it's an individual choice. Yeah, you know, but it's probably a expectations I put on myself. It's a deeper philosophical thing that you have to really wrestle with. And so part of my heart, too, is connecting with women to say, look, you have these gifts and talents. Can we get creative and find ways to use those where you can take full control of your schedule? You have full control of your flexibility so that you can Put those little first. When they're in school, great. Work when they're in school. When After they've slept, if you want to burden the midnight oil, great, as long as it doesn't make you crabby the next morning. But that's what I just want to caution. It's that messaging of we deserve it. We really don't deserve it. They're all choices that we have to make. And so making sure that our priorities are in line and that our behavior reflects that becomes key rather than just hanging on to these catchphrases of saying we deserve both or we shouldn't have to choose. I think in life we have to choose and I'm going to choose my children and my family structure 100% of the time. And if that means that I'm not going to quite make as much money or hit the goals right now this year, then there may be another time in my life for that. But I never want to look back in hindsight and say, I chased the money and I chased the career because I needed the recognition over my children. I don't ever want women to be put in that position. We got to get more creative of how we can empower them to do family first and then find creative ways to build a business around that priority. I agree. I think that's really important. That that was my whole messaging and why I even switched complete careers is because I wanted to teach other women my age that I I genuinely did not know ignorance is truly bliss because (laughs) I mean, to be totally honest, I didn't realize there was another way until I went on my own healing journey and chose my family and chose my time. And that's really where the magic truly started happening. Yes, it is. Um, We need to move on to our next segment, um, which is something that Christine and I do in every episode. Uh, When we met, we bonded over several things. We've only known each other about six months and maybe seven months now. And one of the things we bonded about was wearing high heels, thus the name of the show. And we both love them. Christina has a foot injury, so she can't wear heels right now. But we don't don't discriminate. (laughs) No heels. They're flats, though. They're they're cute flats. They're cute flats. They're cute flats. Um, So one of the things that we would do is we would send each other a photograph of the heel we were wearing when we did something good. So if I closed a deal or overcame a struggle, I would send her a picture of my foot. Lots of times I was in a car. I I don't know why I would wait until I was in the car, but we have expanded that and we have a segment um, in every episode that's titled Show Us Your Deals. And we honor another female entrepreneur um, every week as our queen of the week. The way people get highlighted is they send us a photo of their heel, whatever it may be. We get tennis shoes and boots and all kinds of things. And they tell us something that they have done that they're very proud of. And it doesn't have to be something that brought them money. It could be something with their family. It could be overcoming scarcity mindset. But, and 
all of, of course, we get all of their contact information and stuff too. They can give us that information um, in a few different ways. They can email us at deals at dealswithheels.com. They can tag us on social media if they post it, and they can use the hashtag dealswithheels. And so we encourage everyone to do that so they can tell us their good stuff and share. And this week, our queen of the week is Emily Forte. Forte. Uh, Emily um, owns a branch of Blue Crest Financial Services. And, you know, she was having a little bit of a slump, Mm -hmm. which we all have slumps. The key is to keep the mindset and keep working. And she closed a really big deal and it made up for the time of the slump and got all of their stuff done before the end of the year, um, which is what they were wanting. And so it was such a big thing. And thinking about how all of us have had a slump every now and then, I love that she overcame that. Well, Emily is just an amazing individual and she wears the most amazing flats. They're like (laughs) studded diamonds. She has them in all different colors. It's awesome. Like she fits the keys. So she is our queen of the week. Congratulations, Emily. Um, Yay, Emily. You can find a link to Emily's website in our show notes. And I encourage you to go check her out. And it's so inspiring for her to have overcome her slump and act close a big deal too at that to make up for it. So it's always, you know, you think something's not going your way, but God has something else in mind for you. That's bigger. Uh, So we've come to the end of this episode and what a great episode having Joey as a guest. Don't you think Christina? Absolutely. Uh, So much good tips. You have so much experience and we're so grateful that you were able to give us a little bit of your time blocking and share uh, all of your inspiration with all of our viewers and listeners. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored that you all invited me and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to talk a little bit deeper and to really crunch in on what can we be doing differently? Are there things we need to reevaluate? And so I'm just always honored when I'm invited. I'm excited for you all and for your future success. And I hope you'll have me back. Thank you. We definitely will have you back. Um, please, everyone, check out Joey's websites and her uh, etiquette network and professional moms network and the Gloss Loft. I promise you, uh, female entrepreneurs, those are great places to find mentors, to find peers, and to find business. So I encourage you and support. They're the most supportive group that oh, I yeah. am. Well, for what sure. mom isn't supportive? I mean, like, <laughs> it's one of those when you find the right mom group, you're you're in. <laughs> I, but I'm probably part of the bad mom, you know, the movie is <laughs> the bad mom. <laughs> no, no, no bad no. moms. Please like, share, and um, download our podcast. You can see video on YouTube and and don't miss next uh, week's episode with Tammy, with Art by Tammy. We're going to get really into that and do our soul painting. So we're super excited about that. And thank you all so much for listening and have a happy and safe new year. Set those goals, 
follow through each and every day. And thank you so much, Joey. We greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Yay! And we made it!